You know, it was about a year ago we checked in with Larry Miller, who's president and CEO of North Dallas Bank and Trust, and they were doing a, a major redo, sort of a redesign. And I thought it would be interesting to find out what they ended up doing, because my sense is, I may be wrong, but my sense is the banking business has changed a lot, sort of pre-COVID to post-COVID. So what kind of bank is a post-COVID bank? Larry Miller joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Well, good afternoon, David. Thank you for having us back on. It's great to be with you. Appreciate everything you do for our market. Well, thank you. Well, and, and you too. You know, in fact, I was amazed. Your bank was put out there at LBJ and Preston in 1961, and there was nothing out there in 1960. There was no LBJ. In fact, I, my guess is Preston Road was probably a two-lane road. Why would anybody in their right mind put a bank out at uh, what is now Preston and LBJ <laughs> 60 years ago. Well, I, th- I think it was a vision of ownership, and th- that's continued to be a hallmark for us as we've grown our company. By the time the mid-'70s rolled around, we'd gone from that little bitty bank in the middle of nothing to the largest uh, office building outside of the Central Business District when we built our 12-story office tower back there in the mid-'70s. So uh, we continue to move forward and evolve, and I think it's, it, it's a real credit to our ownership to our board and to our employees, the vision that we have uh, with regard to the company and what we can do. Well, so tell me tell me what you've done, because like I say, you've had the benefit. Of, I know you were planning this pre-COVID, yeah, then you built it out during COVID, mm-hmm. and now you're post-COVID. See, my sense was that everybody, even us Luddites, were forced to learn how to take a picture of a check and deposit it that way and to electronically transfer money to our kids when they were beating us up for money, and we didn't need banks anymore. Right. Well, I, I think that that's a, a popular sentiment and one that maybe the media and advertising might even be carrying a little bit. But in the community bank space, at least in Texas, that's not really the truth, as we find that we deal with truly smaller businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, and, and of course, their families who still need someone across the desk for them uh, to help them navigate whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish in their financial world. So uh, for us, it's not business as usual. It's a better form of business as usual. And uh, statistically, from a teller transaction count, we still do 45 to 50 percent of our uh, deposit transactions still come across the teller window and in our lobby. But we're finding that the way our customers use the bank on other areas, including in our loan services, for example, we're a destination yeah. for them. And so, I, that I can uh, see. Now, loan services, I can yeah. see wanting to sit you know, across the, the table from somebody and look them in the eye. I, that I can right. understand. I think. So what does it look like? You open Tuesday, June 7th. So it's it's brand new. And I and I saw your release, and it says it's a retail-like environment. Uh, well, I, I like to think of it more as a gallery-type environment. When you come in here, it, it's bright, it's light. Uh, we've got some great art uh, from a local Texas artist. And, of course, we've embraced our Texas banking original identity. And so there's a Texas theme throughout our space. And what we wanted to do was create a welcoming environment for our guests and for our customers to come and spend a little time and enjoy their time at their bank. And so I think we've been very successful in doing that. One of the things that, uh, one of the big drivers, the reason that we did this was to your point earlier, today people use banking differently. 
And so we shrunk our kind of front front of the house space to about 40%, whereas historically that was 60% of our footprint. So in our 31,000 square feet over here, about 40% of that is going to be the customer facing space and 60% will include the backroom support, uh, compliance, technology, marketing, communications, those aspects that are just critical to our business. But that's a growing space in the way that we deliver banking today. So the lobby spaces have uh, become a little bit smaller as technology is, has improved our business and our delivery lines. But we still need space. We still want the presence in the neighborhood. We still have a commitment to our customers who value coming in and having someone across the desk from them that can help them when they need the help. So you still need, uh, you know, drive up parking and parking spaces and and that sort of thing. But what kind of technologies have you incorporated into the, the new design? Well, I think and we talked last time about all the things that we've learned from the pandemic and so much money has moved through technology today. And so we offer all of those services. But a, a great example of that change is just simply in our drive in lanes. In the past, in the 70s, when you put a drive in facility up, there were up to 10 lanes. We had 10 lanes up on our parking deck that was our drive-in facility from the mid-70s. Today, we have two, and those two lanes are serviced through uh, virtual monitors. And so now all of our tellers, instead of being segmented into two locations, being the lobby and the separate drive-in facility, we can now service our customers through having all of our tellers together in one spot and, and service those customers through technology. So... Uh, different applications across all lines of business have really, really improved how we deliver uh, excellence in banking. You know, your space, the banking space is so crowded now. I have seen mm-hmm. I an in-migration almost on a weekly basis of, of a, you know, bank from Arkansas or Louisiana or someplace. And then some of them are just people's names, <laughs> things I've yeah. never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> is there any end to this? Why is this? Why is your business so attractive all of a sudden? Uh, well, I, I, it, number one, it's good business, and number two, of course, we're Texas is the fifth or sixth leading economy, literally in the world, and so there's a lot of business to be done here, and people see that, they recognize that, and they're coming to our market in droves. We inside the industry, we kind of laugh that we're going to run out of names, and you know we got all these made up names out there. I'm just really glad that we have North Dallas Bank and Trust locked down for 62 <laughs> years because it's a, it's a great name and a great brand. But yeah, we see that and, and uh, all kinds of banks from adjoining states from all over are coming to the Dallas market. And, and we're okay with that. We're not afraid of the competition. We know our market really well. We are Texas banking original. And so I believe that that really helps us continue to earn the trust and respect of our community and the, the customers old and new. I yeah. mean, we're, we're gaining new business. Uh, and it and it is a big marketplace. You know, I'm coming to think of it, there aren't that many banks that made it through the 80s. And so it no. really is. I mean, it's quite remarkable that you guys, you know, started in the 60s. So you're in uh, in Addison, Frisco, Las Colinas, Plano right now. Is that pretty much the footprint mm-hmm. you want or you, you want to keep growing? 
Well, the, the plan is to grow. And I think you've probably noticed that our brand mark has changed. I mean, our name is North Dallas Bank and Trust, and it will always be North Dallas Bank and Trust. But our brand mark is NDBT, and, and that will allow us to become a little more geographically neutral. So as we identify the right neighborhoods, the right markets for our bank and our brand of banking, then we feel like we can move that brand into those neighborhoods and, and serve those clients who value what we offer as a, a true community bank. We are seeing some merger and acquisition activity mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In, in the banking business. That's something that, I mean, you all have obviously resisted being swallowed up by somebody else. Are you looking to be an acquirer? Well, it, we're always looking for opportunity, uh, to, you know, to state that that's a strategy for us. That's never really been a strategy of ours. Um, when people talk to me about merger and acquisition, I think the, the unspoken question is, are we a willing target? And, of course, we're building our bank and building our brand and, and we're growing our company. Um, but you never know where things could go if the right opportunity came along to talk about lining up. Uh, and, and, you know, acquiring somebody, I guess that's something we could certainly talk about, but it's never been a strategy for us. We've always focused on building our business through organic means and methods and relying on our, uh, the competencies of our bankers to earn our next, uh, opportunity with customers and and we've been very successful growing our bank and business that way all right well you've got your hands full with your headquarters right now you've got some some ribbon cutting to do and we we wish you the best larry miller is the president and ceo of ndbt which we all know of course is north Dallas bank and trust good to spend some time with you again thank you sir well well thank you so much for your time we appreciate you and Wish you the very best. Come on by and see our new house. I, Love I, to show it off. To we'll, you. we'll do that, especially if you're giving away samples. We always like that. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that offline. For more, <laughs> for more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.